This is Soccer Pilgrim, the podcast dedicated to soccer and travel, where each stadium is shrine and its fans delay people. For the traveler, it is another culture to explore. Welcome to the Soccer Pilgrim podcast with Jason Kim. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soccer Pilgrim. I'm your host, Jason Kim. And today's episode is a special one because we're watching a game, an Arsenal game, as we're going to talk while doing this. And it's a good friend of mine that I haven't seen in a minute. And that's David Lee. What's up, David? In a minute. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, everyone. How's it going? Sounded like you just woke up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I took some edibles last night. <laughs> oh, wait, what did you do uh, last night? Yo, I was just just drinking with a couple friends, and and then I took edibles at the end. <laughs> I'm always like this the day after. I was just like, ugh. Ugh, yeah, it takes so much out of you. Yeah. All right, so this season, um, it's oh my god, Saka with a great dribble. Yo, uh, I, oh my god. I, oh, oh god, fuck. It's Saka. only been 50 seconds, and Saka just dribbled at two players. Is that Gwendozi that was tracking tracking him down? No, that no, looks, it looks like, like him because uh, Gwendozi <laughs> used to play for like Hartha on loan last season, right? So they look pretty similar. Yeah, but yeah, putting Saka on the uh, on the right instead of Pepe, oh, boy, better is is a lot better. Like, uh, so for the listeners, this is uh, the date of this recording is October 2nd. It's Arsenal at Brighton. So they're playing against Brighton. At, what's, this, what's the stadium called? American? American Express. American Express. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird stadium name for a British, yeah. uh, <laughs> for a British city. Main sponsors. They took over. Ah, okay. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. So I was just saying, uh, it's... Um, this season is, an, is a season dedicated to Arsenal and Arsenal fans and like particularly Arsenal fans who are not from North London, right? So True. I sort of became interested because, you know, in England, like watching soccer, becoming a soccer fan is very cultural. Yeah. And so with you, when did you start becoming an Arsenal fan? Um, it all goes back to when uh, uh, Park, Chisong Park, yeah. to Man United from uh, PSV. Okay. So uh, just like everyone else, I uh, started following uh, Man United. Of course. And then this one time they played Arsenal, I was like really fascinated by how they played. Mm. And it's it like it was like three or four games in a row that I just like kept on watching against Arsenal. And they like every time, like even if they lost the game, like against Man United, like, you know, I, I really like their style of play. And who's who's on that Arsenal team? Uh, and just the players there. Honestly, like when I started really following, it was like Fabregas, like Wilshire just started to uh-huh. come up. Van Persie, Nasri, Samir Nasri. Oh my god, that name. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So then after uh a couple games like that, I like started going back to like the Invincibles. Like I started watching their like documentary and everything. Mm. You know, found out the club was you know like a big name club it, it was a big name club and uh yeah but that's, that's how i like first started watching them okay interesting Sung park <laughs> it's that's so odd it's like because yeah. mo- most korean guys uh, for all listeners david is korean and so am i so that's uh um that's our connection i guess and both being korean and we used to play soccer together and honestly i'm gonna say this you were one the i really loved playing with you really yeah, it was always fun because it was just, it was easy. It, that's all. I think that's what it was. It was just really oh, for easy. Sure. For and sure. you were really good at communicating and I need that the most when I play. Yeah. yeah. So you always, I was, 
Yeah, I always liked you like running in behind. Yeah. Uh, and making runs. Yeah. But I'm my speed has slowed down a little bit. I mean, I can, yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't blame you. <laughs> you like didn't you have a knee surgery or something too no i or like po- a bad ankle injury i had um right before the pandemic i sprayed my ankle yeah. Oh, yeah, and sure. it still kind of bothers me a little bit today but it's yeah. fine but that's also because like i don't go to the gym so that's yeah. really that's on me and also i pulled my mcl like a few years ago yeah yeah i, I went yeah i went for a 50 50 with this guy and we both yeah. hit the ball at the same time and he was just he was like six foot three bigger and like had 50 pounds on me. And I was like, yeah, so I got the brunt of it and that was not pretty. But yeah, like with, but okay, you said Ars, (laughs) I said Arsenal was a big name club. Is it still a big name club? I think so. Yeah. Um, You know, you can, oh shit, sorry. Yeah, that's that's a good good counter. Okay, so that's Tierney, Tierney running down the wing. Yeah. He's looking for a cross on the opposition. All right, not bad. There you go. And then they cleared it out, Brighton. Oh no, it's still oh, it's still there. All right. Oh my god, no, they're, they're playing super game. well right now. Yeah. Away from home. And Brighton's been pretty good so far this season. Yeah. And oh, great transition from Brighton. Oh, no, never mind. Okay, that was shit transition. Ramsdale. <laughs> there we go. How do you rate yeah. Ramsdale? Huh? How do you rate Ramsdale? I actually rate him better than Leno. Really. Like, hundred percent like the way he communicates with his uh defense i feel like he's like along with uh gabriel like he's like a very core like member in that back five Mm. Um, because leno like he makes good saves yeah but he's super inconsistent super inconsistent i feel like yeah and he's just weak and like you know not a leader in that back five Ah, like, okay. So and Ram's like um, Ramsdale's a good, better fit. Like, uh, you know, you can see him like giving high fives to the defenders. Like, mm. you know, always like just like yelling at them to like do better. Um, mm. Whereas like Leno is like very reserved and like super quiet. I feel like plus like he's better on the feet. That's, and that's massive. Yeah, I mean today's game. You like I, it seems like for today's goalkeepers, if you're not good on your feet, you're not yeah. you're gonna be relegated to like second keeper or third. No, you, know? you like that's I think that's exactly where Leno falls because you know he's like a good conventional goalkeeper, but mm-hmm. in terms of like building out from the back, like he doesn't offer anything. Ah, uh, it's it's those like little passes that that are either too slow or like slightly tilted towards like the opponent like it's, yeah it's those little things that make such uh such big difference i feel like yeah and so when you look at ramsdale's passes you know they're they're not always perfect but um mm. you know just but not like he fucking gave it away but but still it was it was headed towards the right man it yeah, just was a little short like, yeah but, but, uh, but the short passes too like the if you watch him play these uh short passes yeah you know they're so much better than leno's and how old Ramsdale? He looks young. He's twenty-four. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, young, young guy. That and whole backline is like twenty-three, twenty-four. Because when I look at this Arsenal squad, it might they. I mean, they're winning. They've been winning. They beat big win against Tottenham. Yeah. Against another Korean player. Oh yeah. Okay. So, okay, this is an important question. So. Obviously, as a Korean guy, how does it feel to know that Tan Min, one of the best, if not the best, Korean player right now, is playing at Tottenham, and you as an Arsenal he fan? Is. And uh, I remember, um, because he's so good against us too. 
Yeah. Um, every time he plays, like he either scores or, you know, plays a good part in in their like, you know, wins or yeah. Throws. Like he he played well uh, this time around too. Mm-hmm. But I think having the full squad for Arsenal right now, like no injuries, consistent back four. And they've been training together for a while, I would say. Like, there's no uh, European games and everything. Right. So, I think that's the worst I've seen Son play against us. Yeah. he. I mean, besides that one goal, like, he seemed quiet. I mean, him and Kane have been pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, like, at this point in the year, you'd expect mm-hmm. them to have already scored, like, between the two already, like, more than 10 goals, right? Yeah. But Son is, like, a player that I, I always watch and wish we, wish we had him instead of Pepe. Because Pepe yeah. is <laughs> supposed to be playing that, you know, that, that wing forward. Right. That can score, like, 20 goals a season. Right. Yeah, Pepe is supposed to be that role, but just doesn't, you know, just not there. Like, okay, well, what do you think is, if there's anything wrong with Pepe, what is wrong with him? He doesn't seem to be a good finisher. Like, he's quick, he's a good dribbler, I but think, like... I think mostly, like, style of play, too. I don't think he's, like, as direct as Bukayo. Mm. When Saka gets the ball, he's, like, always driving forward, trying to, like, cut in between people. Like sometimes going down the middle, you know, even if he's a he's a winger, but Pepe more so just kind of like plays sideways a lot. Yeah, and is that um, a? I mean, is that a? Is that something that could be coached into him, or is that just him? You know, it might be confidence issues because you know, as you can see, he's like in and out of the team. Yeah. Um, when Arteta finds a certain system, Pepe is like one of the first with like Lacazette to get dropped. True. Oh, and seeing uh, like I said, do you think they should drop him? Honestly, I I like him, but I don't see a place for him instead of like in this system. I don't see a, a spot for Lacazette. Yeah, because otherwise you have to drop Aubameyang. But with with those uh, midfielders, I feel like a finisher has to be there rather than a you know playmaker style like forward. You know what I mean? Right. And um and also there's Martinelli and Martinelli's been like I <laughs> the way Arsenal fans talk about Martinelli is like the second I, coming you know what yeah, I, mean? like, I feel like he's overhyped oh yeah you think so I think so because uh you know he can I think he can easily score like ten plus goals a season if he like starts every game yeah but you know I don't know I I need to see him more I think he needs yeah. to go or something um, go on loan you mean yeah yeah okay. Wait, so you started watching Arsenal when Park Ji Sung went to United. So that's like what yeah. early two thousands. It's like two thousand like five. Oh man, okay, yeah. So it's been that's so you've been watching Arsenal for like over fifteen years, essentially. Somewhat, or like a couple of years after Park moved to Man United. So like, ah, okay. uh, you know, like twelve, thirteen, maybe. So before then, were you just like a neutral Premier League fan, or or you didn't you really know, watch, but you just like, played more? Yo, but like back then, like we couldn't, I, uh, we couldn't watch. Like, where did you watch the Premier League back then? Man, I have no idea. I would always say like it wasn't streamed. Like, like they, they, like nobody broadcasted it True. in Canada. And also, you're in Vancouver, right? So you'd have to watch yeah. the games at like seven a.m. or six a.m. Seven a.m. There's this like cable channel called Bad Giveaway. I forget, but. So there was like a cable channel, but they would, they would yeah. play the games or just highlights. They would uh, play the games, but you know, I I just wouldn't know like when they're playing every you know mm. every time. So 
Yeah, I couldn't really watch until like Park moved to Man United, and then like Korean streaming channels started streaming them. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. and then so that's how I started watching. Because I honestly don't remember because I didn't really watch. Just like you, I didn't know where to watch it, and there yeah. there wasn't a culture here to watch to tune no. in every weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. I would know every single Habs game, but I wouldn't know sure. any of the soccer games, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, the only time where I would know when to watch soccer would be for the Euros or the World Cup, like those World big. World Cup for sure, yeah. And maybe even the Champions League. Like my yeah. friends knew that ESPN, I think at the time, would mm. play all the Champions League games. Right. But other than that, I was like, I had no idea. There, yeah, like there wasn't the culture here. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I'm always impressed. Like with some of the people I spoke to, they became friends. Some of them became friends because like one of them, his dad was an Arsenal fan, so he became one. Another one was through uh, winning eleven. Because mm. he played it. 11, yeah. Oh my I was, god. Uh, I was. Oh shit. Yeah, it's close. Ooh. Very close. <laughs> Brighton almost scored. A uh, really nice play. It's raining like crazy. Who is this there. guy? Who is uh, this guy? One. Oh, it, I think that was number three. So that's Mark Cucurella. Is that number three? Do you see his number? Oh, that one too was crazy. That was, yeah. It was Man, uh, Brighton's really impressive. Mm. Yeah, Cucurella. Cucurella. Where is he from? Did he move from like Barcelona? No, I have no idea. I I'll probably look at him later. It's kind oh, of yeah. an un- unfortunate oh. last name because it sounds like cockroach in Spanish. <laughs> Maybe that's what it means. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But yeah, like uh, I, I like what I'm seeing so far. You know, Brighton away is is not easy. No, and also they're they're handling the pressure well. Like yeah. you know. Brighton's playing really well, but Arsenal seems to be under control. And so, oh yeah, so the first game against Brentford, well, yeah. where do you think it went wrong for Arsenal? Um, I don't think they were ready. Yeah, uh, they didn't have a very good preseason. Mm. They were just mostly busy trying to get rid of players, but they still had to play them in the in the friendlies. Yeah. So I see that first game as like, or like that first like couple games as like. Um, as like a like I wouldn't call it like preseason friendlies, but like you know, I know that they needed more time to mm. like, put this team together. Yeah, and it's like this team like, like only came together, you know, like on the last day of you know the transfer market, right? True. Okay. So anything that I see after that, anything that I saw after that was was uh, very impressive. So you know, yeah. It's like the way they're playing now, it, to me, I mean, with Tottenham win and the win beforehand with against Norwich, it, it mm. seemed like Arsenal was like, they started a season a week or two later. Early. Than, later. Later. As, yeah. in, as in like early. Because, yeah, they, they weren't yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like you've played soccer. You like, you know how mm-hmm. like big of a difference like one player can make, right? Mm-hmm. But this side, before all these youngsters came came about, and before we like let go of you know all the defenders, yeah, like we could only pick out like three like more than decent players. Mm. Um, I would say like Bukayo, and then Tierney, and then uh, Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, true. And then Party when he's not injured. Yeah, um, and then Odegaard wasn't there yet, right? He wasn't there yet, and yeah. having to play with like four decent players oh my out of the 11 and yeah you know thinking of like what's expected of this side you know i don't i don't blame arteta to be honest yeah that's that you know what that's been the running theme of this season is 
uh all the people i've spoken to do yeah. don't I, maybe except for one guy don't really blame arteta and if no. they do it's very it's pretty reasonable it's not like arsenal fan tv where like everyone should be fired you know yeah. everyone should be sold because no i i always say the same thing to my friends when we lose like five nil to like man city like that awful mm. fucking game yeah but, and like i always i always say that you know arteta has to go after these these uh, terrible games mm. but that's just like you know just very uh emotional after the game sort of thing um, yeah he was kind of caught in the moment but if you think about it like he's yeah he's doing okay he needs so, I, he needs time him, I think yeah and he needs uh he needs time to like actually finish you know this side like building uh finish building this side like that he mm. was building so i saw him you know sell players and come up with come out with this back four yeah he put together this like midfielder uh, youngsters right he brought in party and then he brought in odegaard and so he's like building the team right now true and who do you who do you think he'll get next or who is like an arteta man you know probably a striker to mm. compete with Aubameyang or like yeah. take over his spot because he's getting old yeah because like know. i think what i'm noticing noticing is that he's got three out of the five central spines he's got a decent yeah. goal Good goalkeeper. Good goalkeeper. He, he found Partey and great defensive midfielder. Odegaard is a solid attacking midfielder. Yeah. And now you're missing a striker and a solid center back. So if you I, were, I feel like I feel like um, Lokonga needs still needs more time. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely give him like playing time for sure. But I feel like if we had like either Bisuma or mm. like a defensive midfielder that can just kind of let Partey just kind of like drive up and down. Right. I think like a center mid, like more defensive minded. I, I kind of like the center back duo right now. Um, oh, yeah. Who's the yeah. center back duo? Gabriel uh, and uh, Ben White. Ben White. Oh, okay. Okay. What about um, for strikers? Who would you get? Let's say, like, realistically, who do you think Arsenal could get right now? Oh, uh, after. I mean, I saw a link with like Alexander Isak. Is Ooh, it? yeah. The Swedish guy. The Swedish guy. But I don't know if he can get him. Or is he playing now? Isn't he playing in... Uh, uh, oh, my Spain? God. <sighs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that was dangerous. <laughs> ball hits... What, what happened there? So, yeah. Oh, Ramsdale's on the ground. Brighton crosses the ball in. Balls sort of bounces around. Lewis Dung misses pretty much an open net. Honestly, that save, too. That's it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I know he would have spilt it. Oh, so Ramsdale catches the ball. A Brighton player he, crashes into him. He drops the ball, and Dunk misses misses the net. Well, he's a center back, so I don't. Oh my god, yeah, that's a cause, hard tackle. Because Ramsdale, after dropping the ball, he like tries to shield it. Yeah, um, turns his head towards the or like away Tr- from the challenge. Yeah, but he's like still trying to like you know he's not afraid to you know shield that ball. That was like a. For listeners, he pretty much just got cross-checked by, I forget who, but one of Brighton players. But yeah, so Alexander Isaac is, or Isak, is it Isaac? I think they called it Isak in the Euros, but okay, I don't know. He's good. I like him. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I mean, this, I've been saying this about this player. I feel like he can play in multiple clubs because he's just been so good so far, but he could, I could see Benzema going to Arsenal, but he's like 33, 34. Benzema? Yeah, I mean, like it's um, you don't want an old guy for another old guy, but no. 
but I mean, the way he's playing, it just that kind of seems irrelevant in that, right. in that regards. Yeah, he's he's too old. I'd, yeah, I'd rather uh, <laughs> I'd rather make this team a young you know, team. Yeah, I'll make a young team. Do you know what I feel like? Is um, I was telling someone the other day, I could see Benzema going to Italy, like AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus. Yeah, he he do well because uh, like Giroud after moving to uh, Milan, he's like playing well, right? I read a stat that uh, Giroud's stat is the same or very similar yeah. to Griezmann's. And I'm like, that is hilarious. Also, it's yeah. hilarious to consider. Griezmann, I think Griezmann's uh, career is over. You think so? Yeah. Oh, do you think that Barca career kind of ruined it for him, huh? Yeah. Like two seasons, he was there for two seasons. And did nothing. Did nothing. Griezmann hasn't scored for Atletico, I don't think, yet. No, not yet. So, uh... oh, man. That sucks. Because you remember when he first came onto the scene, yeah. he was, I'm, oh my God, Saka. Okay. Is that Saka? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. You can't, you can't oh. give him. Uh, oh my goodness. That was close. Oh. oh man. Lalana cleared it out last minute. Oh, I feel yeah. like uh, Saka just took a touch. Too heavy right there. Touch more. Like, right. I think he should have just passed it after that. Like, yeah. Yeah. He should have just passed it there. You know what? Arsenal the counter looked really good. Actually. Yeah, this Arsenal, t- it's only been 23 minutes in, but this Arsenal uh, side looks very, they look convincing. They, they don't look like the same one that lost to Brentford, you know? No. But to be fair, Brentford, I watched the last week Brentford no, versus I think Liverpool. Like, yeah, really good. They're really good. They're hungry. That's what I like about them. They're hungry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so besides, uh, oh yeah, besides Isak, another player where I feel like who might do well in the Premier League. Yeah. Is do you know Inak, Inaki Williams at Athletic Bilbao? Yeah, but he he's like, does he not ever score? Like, no switch clubs. Yeah, like he's because like I there's a lot. The, the way I'm understanding is that because he's like the first black player in Athletic Bilbao because you yeah. know they only signed Basque players. Yeah, and you know is he a Basque player too? Yeah, he's he was born. Yeah, he was born in that region, so they consider him Basque. Yeah. He speaks Basque and all that stuff. And I remember there were links at some point where he could go to the Premier League because he has the physicality to match a Premier League side. Right. But the only issue I have with him is that maybe it's because he plays for Athletic Bilbao, but he doesn't score as much as you'd expect him to. No. But he just broke a record at Athletic Bilbao playing for 203 straight games without injuries. Wow. Or starting 203 games as well. So he's insanely fit. He is. Which I think with Arsenal, if they if they ever get into the European competitions, they might need yeah. a guy like that. For sure. Listen to me, Arsenal. I'm a good scout. Hire me. But yeah, there's uh, if I could bring anybody. Oof. Yeah. Erling Haaland. <laughs> <laughs> the Viking. Yeah. Okay. Erling. Who do you who do you think is be a bigger player? I mean, Mbappe already won the World Cup, but Mbappe yeah. or Haaland? Mbappe, I think, but I think Haaland is a better option for any club i feel mm. like because like that number nine role or or that like striker role like yeah lone striker you know there isn't a lot of players like that true whereas like, a wing forward like mbappe you can find mm. yeah you can just find somebody that can either you know do a bit of each and then you know you can replace that do you, do you know what i like about the holland and mbappe comparisons that it's similar to ronaldo and zlatan you know what I mean? True. Like Ronaldo, like Ronaldo and Mbappe, both wingers, uh, both yeah. very, very similar attributes, and okay. also both very marketable players. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, both very marketable players. Whereas Holland and Zlatan, the reason why you love those two is their confidence, both great lone strikers. And also just uh, their banter is hilarious from those yeah, two guys. No, banter is for sure. Like they're marketable in a they're they're marketable in a very memeable way. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember his first season in in Bert, in uh in Dortmund, people were yeah. already making like Holland TikTok like memes and stuff with like that Holland song in the background. That song, yeah. It's still oh, it's such a funny. I don't know what they're saying, but it's like that should be that should be my ringtone. Mm. Wasn't it like hard and hard? <laughs> no, 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 no. Even his run is like a trademark run. Yeah, he's so fast too for a yeah. tall guy, and he generates so much power uh, yeah. with his legs when he shoots the ball. I'm like, I don't know how you can generate that much power with like half a step, you know? Yeah. Like I met one guy who was like that when I played. Mm. And uh, he's about the same height as Holland, and he's a defender. He would take all of our free kicks, and it was just disgusting how hard he can hit the ball. It's true. And it's, oh my god. <sighs> Ooh. Oh my god. Yeah, you're definitely a second behind me, but yeah, that was that was close. Yo, Brighton are they're good. They're good. It's like the rain's on a factor for them right now. Yeah, Smith Rowe finds that run too late. Hmm. But yeah, the only thing I know about what do you know about Brighton? Like as a not just as a club, as a city. The only thing I know is that that's where PewDiePie lives. That's the only thing I know, and it's by the water. I, yeah, no, I, I um, I have nothing. I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah, Brighton getting closer and closer. Jeez. So have you have you ever been to an Arsenal game? No, dude. That's my uh, your dream. That's my dream. Like um, what it's like uh, what was I saying? Have you been have you been to London actually? No. Okay. London's stupid big. Yeah. Uh, I remember going there, and not gonna lie, I think I heard more French than English. Really? There's so many people from France. So many. I think there's six hundred thousand French residents living in London. Well, true. Six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand. I hope. I think I'm right because I remember one of my friends told me during the French elections. He's like yeah. from Paris. He said, "There's so many French people in London that there is there is a unique seat in the French Parliament for for all the French residents living in London. Like there's like a London seat in the French Parliament for all the French people living in London. Sorry, um, that's good. Oh, great yeah. pressure by Brighton. Cucurella's open. There you go. That's obvious pass. Oh, you see." They overplayed that. They overplayed it. But the one thing I like about Arsenal is that they're they deal well with the pressure. Like I always get a sense that even with that turnover, they don't seem to be freaking out. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, they overplayed that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lalana. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They signed a Japanese guy. How is how is he? Has he been he's good? Amazing. He's been he's he's been pretty. Um, he's having a hard time right now, but. He's been really good for us. Because I feel like every time you sign a defender from the Italian league, he's he's got to be good, you know? Oh, key touch. Uh-oh. <laughs> who, t- who made that last touch? That was really important. Okay, that was a bad clearance. Oh, wow. Yo, Ben White is lost right now. Yeah. <laughs> you were just saying you like that combination of him and uh, Gabriel. Please, he looks lost. How do you feel about uh oh yeah okay so going back Omiyasu? to yeah yeah him so the biggest problem with our right hand side with Pepe was because we didn't have a right back mm. 
that can like make a simple like 50 meter pass right but tomiyasu is like comfortable enough on the ball that like he can you know find you know our midfielders and and pay you know play that pass and also he's like defensively like very solid i feel like very physical yeah because he plays uh center back too apparently Oh, that's great. I mean, he he looks like he has the body of a center back too when you yeah. think about it. Like he's what, 6 foot. He's like, he looks like 6. He's like 62, yeah. Yeah. 62 looks strong. He looks Yeah, our uh, like right full back side was like our weakest link. Who's playing right back before him? Cedric oh, Bar- yeah. Bellerin. Well, B- Bellerin. The thing about Cedric is too like we brought him from fucking Southampton for yeah. free. Like on a loan first, and then they signed them for free, mm-hmm. giving him the same wage as like, you know, like a bit a bit less than like Kolasinac, mm. like a hundred hundred grand a, a week sort of thing. Yeah, Cedric I think was getting like seventy, okay, or sixty maybe. I don't know, maybe a bit less than that. But like, like why would you sign somebody like that? I don't know. I it, to me. Okay, that's my next question. Do you feel like there's something off with the scouting department in Arsenal? Uh, not this season, I don't think. But like in the past. But in the past, uh, like they... since, um, when uh, when we had Emery, yeah, we had like we had a different board and we had a different like board of directors. Yeah. So I think the CEO or like the head scout of the club was like this guy called Raúl Sanlehi from barcelona oh okay well all the signings that he made were were whack to be honest <laughs> it's it's funny because if you get if you're a scout from barcelona people kind of assume you must be good you know yeah. like same people who found messi xavi iniesta you know that generation mm-hmm. but the more you think about it that just that generation is just incredibly what's the word unlikely it is unlikely like how likely are you to find some of the best players in the respective positions in like all time they all got brought up in like within a span of like you know like like two three years seven eight years like over time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like they all together got to play together right um and they all kind of hit their peak at a similar moment exactly messi and yes and xavi played together for like how many how many seasons oh my god since like Like, nearly messi's entire career true it's pretty ridiculous, like, when you think, like, especially me because I was watching I was watching Madrid most of the time, right? And during yeah. that era, when they bought okay. like when they bought Kaká and Ronaldo, yeah, I was like, yeah. I gotta watch Madrid. Mm-hmm. And just watching Barca dominate, I'm like, you mean to tell me they paid <laughs> zero dollars for these guys? Like, yeah. holy shit! Like, you see that turn just now? Yeah. Um, that's what he's so good at. Like, you just, think yeah. he's just gonna keep running sideways? Mm. But then he like cuts inside and and just like you know Smith Rowe, we're talking about Smith yeah. Rowe. He's a he's an incredibly talented player. Like I love watching him play. Like him and Udegaard is going to be a really cool combination. Yeah. yeah. How's been Udegaard been? He's been uh, he's I mean, been, like critical. No, he like he's that link between like Partey and Smith Rowe. That's good because I remember when Zidane came back as coach for Madrid. Udegaard was getting more game time, and I'm like, this is good. I was like, despite yeah. the antics, how, how was he for Real Madrid? He didn't get game time. That was the issue. It's because like when you think about it, like they signed him when he was 16 and he was signed with an $80,000. I mean, his contract was 80,000 a week and yeah. he was 16. You know, it's like 
Yeah, that's crazy. And then he and he was asked to play with the youth academy players like the U18, U19, yeah. or whatever. So he shows up already a superstar. Mm-hmm. His first game at the Bernabeu, he subs Ronaldo off. It's like, you know what I mean? It's it's oh. he thinks he's hot shit at this point. Yeah. And apparently Zidane hated that superstar mentality he developed. Okay. okay. And they loaned him off. And he I think he got humbled from the loans. Right. And he got better right. too. He got yeah. better and he became more of a, a man, if you will. How come they like gave him away for so cheap? I don't but know. I think this is a bargain. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for like 30 something. Dude, amazing. In today's transfer market, that's an yeah. amazing price. Yeah. Like Madrid could have jacked up the price to 60, no problem. And I think Arsenal would have still bought him, maybe. But mm-hmm. but I think it was more Zidane than it was the board because Florentino Perez definitely yeah, he want he Florentino yeah, Cucurella guy. Oh my god, he's amazing. He, oh jeez. Like a cockroach. He gets in everywhere. Oh. <laughs> he's he's really good. He's really he impressive. Is. Like he's oh my god. Bodies him off the ball. Yeah, Tommy also is struggling right now. Yeah, Cucurella's giving him a run for his money. Yeah, I'm really impressed with this Brighton side. This is they're, they're playing really well. I think Brighton's gonna score first. I've I don't all we need is one counter. Oh, <gasps> Yeah. A heart attack. yeah, I was about to say, did your heart drop? <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you know? Oh, uh, one of my friends, uh, I was talking to, he's he said the one signing he would love to see happen for Arsenal would be uh, Casemiro. True, I mean, that's coming from the same like angle from uh, like us like, needing a defensive. That's midfielder. it, that's it, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, he because yeah. he's so he, good, Casemiro is so good, he's so good, and he's great on his feet for a guy of his size, like, he's a mm-hmm. big guy. Like six foot three, six foot four, yeah. good in the air. Yeah, um, I know he plays uh, forward passes a lot. So yeah, yeah. he's kind of like a he's sort of like a Chabi Alonso in that regards. Yeah. Well, he was Chabi Alonso's understudy for like a season or two at mm-hmm. Madrid. So I mean, you, you know, learning from the one of the best Liverpool legend. Um, Liverpool legend. <laughs> he wouldn't. He, I think he's coaching Real Sociedad Youth Academy, and I think Chabi Alonso would be a yeah. really good coach. There's something about him where I feel like I mean, this. That's that's what everyone said about Arteta, no? Yeah, I get, I get fair point. I mean, that's what everyone says about every player, every great, every well, big I name think, player. Yeah, no, Xavi Alonso is definitely like a bigger name than Arteta, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and also like he just, I don't know. There's something about the way he sees the game feels smarter. You know no, what I mean? Th- yeah, for sure. I think it could be like like the next Guardiola. Oh, that that's a statement. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I gotta ask. Did you watch a lot of Terry Henry when you... Uh, I did. Yeah, like a lot of his... I didn't, I didn't get to like watch him live. Right. But I, I looked up everything. I watched all the documentaries, all the... Like, how impressive of a player was he? Like, he was so, like, effortless. The way he touched the ball, the way he dribbled. No, that's... I think effortless is the right word. Yeah. Um, but... I think apparently if you like watched all the games live, mm-hmm. um, he missed a lot of chances too. Yeah. Apparently. But they were just so capable of like making enough chances for him to like finish yeah. at least like one or two. I but, mean he had Bird Kemba Perez behind yeah, him. The just... whole team was capable of like, you know, helping him score like twenty yeah. So I oh great turn by Smith Rowe. Man, he's so good. Uh, yeah. I love watching him play. There we go. Let's go, Saka. Who do you think is going to be a bigger name player between Saka and Smith Rowe, if that matters? Ooh. Ooh. 
just right off the right outside the right outside it's the goal. time man thomas gets a goal saka lays off a pass to udegaard udegaard cuts it back thomas uh goes for the shot then misses target but it was a good play oh. good idea really good idea i've seen tony cruz Score those. Oh, score a lot of those. Cruz control. I love Tony Cruz. Actually, that 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 Madrid midfield three. I mean, the soccer nerds would say that's one of the best midfield threes, not of all time, but definitely one of the best. And I don't think it gets enough mainstream appreciation. No. Because like people like to shit on Modric. He's like, oh, he's slow. He's small. He's from Modric. Who? No, I heard. I heard people like. Uh, really? Yeah, like out and about in bars, and I'm like, you guys are stupid. But um, they're dumb. I'm like, yes, like a lot of people. You know, a lot. There's a lot of haters in Montreal, right? Or there's just a lot of haters in general. Yeah. And I think it's because after he won the world, after he made the World Cup final, won Ballon d'Or, breaking yeah. the Messi Ronaldo dichotomy, yeah. people were finding reasons to kind of like dismiss him. And I'm like, sure, yeah, he doesn't score that many goals, but I think you're missing the point of why he's good. Like he's just. Uh, he, he was one of the best center midfielders. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like despite his size, he makes it work. Like he's still yeah. scoring thirty-yard bangers. He's still making like these impossible passes. You know, getting in between defenders. And I, I think that's what like people don't realize is that like that one forward pass mm-hmm. can make everything happen. That's it. Um, like, like because like for us example too, like because we couldn't find that like link between uh the the wingers or the attacking midfielders between defense and center mid that's why we like we couldn't do anything going forward like we just had to pass sideways because mm. everyone's playing that safe pass they're like scared to go down the middle yeah like i think united started getting remember when united side bruno fernandez and their performance yeah. just changed overnight because he would he's yeah. the only one that would make those forward passes exactly it's um this, this is the one thing I like about today's game is that there's almost been like a, I don't want to say rediscovery, but a reappreciation of the number 10 position. Mm-hmm. Well, like Bruno Fernandez, Modric can play that. Tony Cruz could play that. Smith yeah. Rowe is definitely that kind of guy. Udegaard's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, oh yeah, sorry. I brought up Henri, right? Yeah, uh, Henri. How did you... He's a legend. But how did you feel about him as a coach? I mean, I, when I watched him in Montreal, oh, I was true. like... I can't say because I don't know how he changed Montreal. I mean, not really. Like, um, but I mean, his impact as a as offensive coach for yeah. Belgium was like felt. You know what I mean? Like they scored. Was it? Was it though? Like Belgium never really. Like I, I was, I'm like never really impressed with. I do you know what it is? I think it's. I mean, the last World nice Cup. Play, Kyle. Yeah. Look. The last, uh, the last World Cup, not the Euros. The Euros, they were kind, they underperformed the last Euros, in my opinion. But yeah. um, the last World Cup, they should have beaten France, because when they came fourth. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Semifinals, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, in that tournament, I think seven out of their eleven starting players scored. Oh, so good. Yeah. One sec. Oh, fuck. No, they Sorry, played seven out of eight. Seven out of eleven of their Seven starting eleven uh, scored a goal in that tournament. Is that due to Henri? You're saying? I think so because, like, offensively, they oh my god, you're gonna, your heart's gonna drop. <laughs> Anticipate that, Oba. Yeah, he should have. He should have. Yo, Swift like throw though. I'm just, I, this kid's impressive, man. He's so good. Swift throw. 
guess who I'm buying on manager mode? Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe. But oh yeah, oh Stockholm uh, looks really sharp today too. Yeah, the youngsters. The youngsters are the most impressive today. Oh my god. Oh. This man. Oh no. Go. <gasps> How's nice Tierney? Play, nice play. How's Tierney like? Uh he's good. He's better than Robertson. Like, I wouldn't I don't know. I, I don't really <laughs> follow Liverpool, but right. I don't think that but he that like he, good. But he he seems really convincing. He is, but I think Robertson is just physically more Yeah, he's a beast. Like reliable. That's that I don't know if you noticed, but in the for Scotland, because of Robertson's really good at his position, Tierney uh, was swapped into center back. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, that replay of Obama Young's chance. Oh. Again, for the listeners, Arsenal's Arsenal turned up the pace. Now they're in Brighton's half for the last like 10, 5, 10 minutes and like really getting closer and closer to the net. It's only a matter of time before Arsenal scores because uh, Brighton, they should have scored at least two chances, but they didn't. So I think Arsenal is going to score the first goal. Oh, but there's about 20 seconds left to the half. Oh, great turn. Uh, yeah, oh, that was a good turn from him. Who's that? 15? Jacob Moder for Brighton. Yeah, this rain is relentless. Like, uh, I'm always kind of impressed how much it rains in the UK. Yeah. Just by watching this game, I'm like, bro, that's like a storm. That's a proper storm. All right. Okay. We need to change something up in the second half. For Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I want to ask you. I don't, I don't remember if you give me a, an answer or not. Who do you think is going to become the bigger player between Saka and Smith Rowe? Like, forget what happened to Saka over the Euros. Like, let's forget about Smith that. Smith Rowe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Unless mm. Bukayo is uh, able to score like 20 plus goals a season. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, like, just in terms of like creativity, yeah, and like the overall impact on the on the game, I think Smith Rowe can do it. Everything. I think so. Oh, it's halftime, by the way, and I see a Ted Lasso ad. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No. Uh, a new Is episode a movie. No, it's a TV show on Apple TV. It won like seven Emmys, and. Really? I've binge watched the first two seasons and I got to say, I, I understand why it won that many awards. It's pretty good. It's, it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty wholesome and it's, it's, it's pretty wholesome. It's kind of like if the best way to describe it is if the office happened in, in a football club in London. Yeah. Have like, you watched, uh, what's that? Like Sunderland. Sunderland till I die. Netflix. Yeah. Till I die. Yeah. I watched that. Did you? Yeah, I did. I watched both seasons. Uh, what was your take on it? Um, yeah, like no, no shit. They're you know relegated <laughs> like that. <laughs> that was my take. <laughs> it's just the people who run it. Like honestly, like behind the scene, like if you're oh, such a mess. Exactly. If like Liverpool too, like after you know new owners mm. came in and you know they changed the they reshuffle the back room, changed the you know like the board members and everything like it's the people that run it 100 yeah um, i mean like with season two i felt like the new owners genuinely cared more like they, they, it seemed like they really wanted to turn it around but just mm. it never went their way yeah no they got pretty close right yeah i think they but, just missed out on the league one promotion yeah, or something. I, think, I think they had their chances um, yeah it's gonna take them 
a few more years, I feel like. Have you seen the uh, All or Nothing documentary with, with City or Tottenham? No, I'm waiting for the Arsenal one. <laughs> Wait, okay, go watch the City one at least. Yeah. Like, I think you'll, because Arteta's in that one, so maybe you'd appreciate mm. a little more about uh, what he's learned. Yeah. I, I watched a Tottenham one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, because it's like that's when uh, Pochettino was fired, like not yeah. even half a year. I watched season. a couple clips, yeah. And uh, it's really interesting because there's that scene. Remember that moment when um, Sadong Min got into a fight with Hugo Lloris? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they covered that and you see them arguing like crazy in the dressing room. And oh, I was I just like, that, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, Arsenal players were just too nice. Like Arsenal, uh, you know, the, there are senior players there, uh, senior players there that, you know, need to play that role right like giving mm. shit like youngsters sometimes, accountability you know? yeah accountability like t- taking you know yeah. taking that role just to like carry the team right but i don't think the senior players were doing that yeah no i totally agree and oh okay this is um i asked this question to another guest on the on on the season and do you, do you remember back in the days whenever it was either when on your own team when you played soccer or watching old like older football older mm. premier league yeah there was always that one guy in the dressing room who was just like the enforcer the guy who would always give shit to the players who wasn't yep. playing well the guy yep. who was always like a literal physical presence that you're like you know gatuso kind of type or roy Keane kind of type yep. do you do you feel like there's a room for those kind of players in today's game because everyone seems a little more softer. I don't want to use that word, but no. you know what I mean. Even even like managers are softer. I feel like yeah. Um, in today's game, if you like don't get along with your players, you know they'll just turn against you. I feel like yeah, yeah. Because like if you think about it, like I mean the the players are VIP and the managers are not. When you no. in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. It's like if the players don't like you, you're gonna lose your job as a coach. So okay, I think that's uh changed dramatically. Yeah. So so you're saying there's no more room for those enforcer types in today's game? No, I think the I think winning teams have enforcers like that, like at least a couple in that team. Mm. Um yeah. I think like Man City when they when I saw them lost, I think against Tottenham in the Champions League. Yeah. I saw like Fernandinho kind of play that role, like giving shit to people. Yeah. Um, Kevin De Bruyne was like hella angry. Yeah. Kyle Walker was like pretty angry. Mm. Like I, I feel like you need your senior players to just kind of enforce on, on the team. Yeah, because like overall, just kind of. Because the one player that comes to mind in today's game is Sergio Ramos. I think Sergio Ramos is like the perfect type of guy in those scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted. Oh, oh, I gotta ask you this question. Um, a play. How do you? What's your take on Granite Jacka? He has to go. He has to go. Yeah. Interesting. Everyone's giving me slightly different answers so far. Um, I think he just like represents the time after Finger. Uh, ever since, ever since he came to Arsenal, we stopped getting into the top four. Okay. It was just just a wrong signing. I feel like, you know, we gave him like six, seven years. You know, it's already been that long. You know, like he came in like twenty thirteen or something like that. Oh my god, it's been that long. Twenty fourteen, maybe. Um, 
but you know we always try to give them a different center midfielder we you know try playing a different formation around them mm-hmm. like, we did everything for them um on his day and when the tactics are spot on then you know he'll be a good player right but not good enough to you know have the team like consistently win you know like mm. 30 30 plus games a season because the one i noticed from him the few arsenal games I, w- I would watch he always seems to try to be that senior guy who holds people accountable i like that from him mm-hmm. but you know he has to show it you know on the field yeah uh, like not just by you know just like enforcing or like yelling at people but like you know changing the game right like mm-hmm. he plays that role that center midfielder role mm. um so the so the passes that you can play forward you know by playing sideways you like put your teammates in danger sort of thing yeah making back passes you know you know just not doing enough to like to move forward right i don't like that from right you know whoever is playing in that role but like you know jaka you know for like six seven seasons you know i haven't seen him go forward enough yeah like he's kind of he's a he's a decisive he's a very uh this divisive character because everyone i've asked to are arsenal fans they give me different answers like some people say he's not coached properly maybe Mm. uh, but then you just counter that saying like we did everything for him and just didn't work out we Um, like even for like swiss let's say they made it to the quarterfinals um Mm -hmm. for the first time in like whatever right right um shaka like has been playing like captain for that team for the past like how many years and yeah it's the first time they got to the quarterfinals mm-hmm. there's just so many things that you have to make right for them to like i guess like play them correctly yeah you know it's it's not a coincidence i don't think that like they're like swiss side how like no matter how good they were like they only made it to the quarterfinals yeah it's like and they're like last whatever years they lost to italy right uh i think so and oh, and so yeah. i think i think shaka is that kind of player like you can play him all season like he's he's uh he like rarely gets injured too yeah apart from the unlucky uh incident right recently but you can play him for like 38 games a season for sure mm. but will you get into top four with him no because that uh, mm. consistency like defensively too he's just so unreliable um yeah he runs a lot to like cover uh like wing backs and stuff but just too slow and he also makes a lot of silly tackles when and he silly tackles be. for yeah. sure like just i don't know why he thinks it's okay to like <laughs> you know make those fouls make those challenges but you know i don't think that has to like Wenger just tried hard to like discipline him and, and like you know mm. teach him how to like defend properly sort of thing. And he was okay for a couple seasons, but you know it just comes out comes out of him like naturally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I think overall like if I rate him, you know, <laughs> like a like a six a five out of ten, a six out of ten. Hmm. I feel like he would do well at he would do well at MLS. He should come to Montreal. 
I say that with every every player. <laughs> like, I think I think you know Griezmann's career is over, but not in MLS. He should come to Montreal as well. Really? I don't know. I just I think Montreal needs anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> did uh did Wanyama retire? No, he's still he's he plays in Montreal. Yo, I gotta say the first game I seen him, like the first game he played for Montreal. Yeah. As soon as he touched the ball, I was like, this is a different level, different class. Really? Just like yeah. you you know when you watch someone control the ball and the way yeah. they they touch and just yeah. dribble. Yeah, I remember he came from uh, straight from Tottenham. That's it. He came straight from Tottenham, right. and it was uh, and Henri was coach. Mm-hmm. And I remember just I remember I forget who it was, but one of the defenders passed the ball to him, and the way he yeah. touched and turned, I was like, oh, this is a different caliber of player, way different wow. caliber. Not only the fact that he's a huge guy, he's like he's yeah. big, but I was just the way he touched that ball, I was like, oh, this this guy's way just way better. There was yeah, like dude. there was just a, like, uh, like the award before it was effortless not just effortless but it was mm. just clean it, it it just didn't look like it didn't look labored it was just like touch yeah. move fluid no, very I can, fluid i can see that yeah but he's been good he's been good for montreal he's been um a good influence because he's showing them as like you want to play it to another level this is how you're supposed to do it you know right right and um yeah and, uh, and montrealers love him like most of the fans really love him i saw yeah. news that like he retired or something no teams He's only 30, I think. He's still relatively young. So I, I could see him play. He can either retire in Montreal, but I could also see him going back to Europe or even back to Africa, which I don't think he'll go back to Africa, but mm-hmm. uh, to Kenya specifically. But I think he, I could see him going back to Europe, put to like a mid-level league or club or something like that. True. I could see that happening. But um. So, so he's still playing for Montreal, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> When I watch uh, Ari coach Montreal, I okay. I have, I have two. I have two opinions. One is okay. good. One is bad. Okay. Uh, good part is that I could see what he's trying to implement with the squad, and I yeah. could. And I feel like if COVID didn't happen and he had his way with the market, he might have brought better players. Yeah. Uh, more, well, better, not better necessarily, but players that he would have worked in his system better. Yeah. But sometimes when you're manager, you're dealt with the cards. You know, you have to play with the cards you're dealt with, and he didn't. He didn't 100%. do well with that. Like sometimes uh-huh. he'd always, it always felt like he was looking for blames. You know, it's like, oh, it's because of the injuries, it's because of this, it's because of that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I understand. Think, I like Ar- yeah, I feel like Arteta was in in the same position. Yeah, right. Like things didn't go well for him. Like, you know, you have to say like, you know, like injuries, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got COVID too. He got COVID. Yeah um and like having to get rid of like like 10 plus like senior players yeah like uh, i think he got yeah he got rid of like eight so far Um, that's a lot of players there's a lot of players and then this this whole team needed a just a reshuffle like um you know everyone they bought during uh like bangers like downhill Mm -hmm. like they had to they have to get rid of everybody. Oh, 100%. That came in during that period. Yeah, totally agree. Um, All right, second so, second yeah. half about the kickoff. But yeah. Because, yeah, uh, no, I, like, seeing Arteta do it, I feel like, you know, waiting for, like, maybe waiting for everything to happen is, is like, worth, like, we're giving him time, we're giving him, you know, funds, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of enjoy, like, watching this team, like, kind of build together. Yeah, I mean, 
what I like about this Arsenal side, I mean, it's still nil-nil, but there seems to be a promise about how they're playing. I'm like, this is, you know, this could pan out to be a really good, uh, really good side. I mean, especially yeah. with Saka and Smith Rowe. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of youngsters, how do you feel about Joe Willock? I thought we could have gotten more money for him. Um, yeah. He got sold for too cheap. Mm. Uh, but he had to go. Wasn't that a foul throw in just now? Yeah, I think that's where they're, they're taking it. His, like, foot was um, off the ground. Yeah, like, there's no... Like, we don't play a center midfield like like Joe Willock. Um, yeah. Because we have party. Mm-hmm. And then we have just... We're, like, we usually play, like, two holding midfielders, right? Right. Whereas Joe Willock is more like a playmaker. And, like, mm-hmm. that drives somebody that, like, drives forward. But we don't really have a role for him to play. There's, you guys, I mean, with Arsenal, there's already too many center mids at this yeah. point. And I think it's 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 uh, more uh, with the style of his play. I think they're like more looking for like playmakers, like in terms of like making forward passes, right? Not somebody that like dribbles forward with it, right? Because like the dribbling, you know, Smith Rowe can execute, and Saka is I think Arteta is like getting Saka to play that like similar role, like getting the ball in the midfield and then turning and then going forward. Mm. So Joe Willock, you know, I don't think there's no room for him. Team. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just looked up Cucurella. He is a Barcelona and yeah, he's a Barcelona youth academy player. No, yeah, yeah. youth academy player. Yeah. And he was signed from Getafe before coming to Brighton. True. Which um, explains a lot. Oh, I think he played with like Sungu, Lee Sungu. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, whatever happened to him? He's in Italy, right? No, he's no, he's in Belgium, bro. Like, what team? Yeah. Forget I forget the name, but it's owned by a Japanese owner. Okay. Oh, Lokonga, nice play. And they have like seven Japanese players on that, on that in that team. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the typical, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's but Lee, they're, they're not giving him time, like game time. I think it's the Japanese being racist towards Koreans again. I was low-key going to say that, but... <laughs> um, but, like, is he... Would you still rate him? Okay, for okay for the... Yeah, he's I, done. He's finished. Oh, he's, yeah? He has to come back to the Korean League. So, for uh, the listeners who don't know this player, Lee Sung-woo, or Lee Sung-woo, a Barcelona Youth Academy player, he was, he was dubbed the Korean Messi, which, by the way, if you're a young player and you're dubbed ethnic name Messi then like forget it. I think your career is already going to be over because like that's already too much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and he was hyped up. He was really good with the with the U23s, right? For mm-hmm. Korea. And yeah. like there was a swagger about him that the Korean there was, yeah. There's a swagger about him that the Korean men's team didn't have, which I'm like, this is a guy that Korea needs. Yeah. No, but, I thought the same. But do you feel like his time at Barcelona and being that Barcelona kid kind of got to him? I think that for sure, because like he couldn't play for a year or something. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice play. Oh, oh too bad. But <laughs> oh. what the fuck? Oh man, Brighton. They're so good. Oh, they're playing really they're well, so man. <laughs> they're playing really well. But that cutback is crazy. Yeah. But even that that attempt just to curl it in is uh that looked dangerous. But yeah, like um, what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah like when you're like 16 or 17 like not being able to play for a year 
like that's what, yeah. games. Yeah. That's, that's like basically basically just like telling you to stop playing soccer sort of thing. Yeah. And also like that's like such an important that's such a important growing period for uh, young players, right? It's like yeah. the way you play at 16, 17 will determine if you go full pro or not, right? That too. And like when you're 18, 19 sort of thing, like you have to be able to like break into that first team. That's it. By playing with first team players. That's why uh, I feel like uh, Saka's yeah. time in England was so important because, like, you can tell, like, it's it's improved him a lot. No, a lot. Like, you know, getting like, to... before, like, you'd see him, like, you know, hints of like talent and like, right? You know, there, there's that, like, there's that moment where he's oh, like really like impressive. Yeah. But now it's like pretty consistent. That's it. It's um, he's becoming. You know, he's only oh, eighteen or on, nine. Just fucking play the pass, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He's only like he's only 18 and 19, but you could tell just what he dribbles and how Arsenal is building a side around him yeah. and or with him in mind at like as a centerpiece. Yeah. Is uh you, you know, this guy he's gonna he's gonna become so I just I really hope his career is gonna become as big as we are all anticipating for it to yeah. be. No. Because we you know, there's so many young players who just sort of fell off the face of the earth, like Samir Nasri, fuck for a for yeah. a good example. Like that's another player who I feel like my should try to sign. Yeah. Doesn't he, does he play for like a Turkish side? Yeah, either a Turkish side or a low-level French team. And um, yeah, like uh, Samuel Nazri was another player where I felt like my should try to sign, but he's too expensive to begin with. Mm-hmm. But his also wage. like... Sorry? His wage? Yeah, his wage and also his attitude. Might Is there be... a transfer fee for him? I don't know. And I've... If there is, I reckon it will be relatively affordable. But I think, because like if you think about him, you know, uh, if we were to consider the cultural aspect, because I realize when it comes to sports, people rarely consider the a player's cultural background as yeah. a a marketing tool. Oh, okay, no, as like a marketing Ooh. tool. Wait, I, I can't uh, wait. This is a better yeah. angle. Let's see if that shot from is that Lokonga? Lokonga, yeah, yeah, okay, Sambi. Oh yeah, okay, you know what? That was a that was a nice try. But yeah, people often don't consider like players' uh, cultural background or ethnic background, which is good because like you just judge a player for being a player. That's an mm-hmm. important thing. But from as a marketing tool, I always think that is an important factor for especially like let's say Montreal, right? There's a lot of Algerians in Montreal. Oh yeah, and Samir Nazri, who is of Algerian ancestry or Algerian uh, heritage, mm-hmm. and also from France. I mean, that already resonates for the majority of Montrealers. Yeah, and I always always thought he might be a really good fit. Oh, great ball. Was he outside? Thomas. Oh. Fukarela played him onside. Oh. <laughs> but it's, it's offside, dude. Is it? Yeah. Fuck. Wait, yeah, he looked offside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Cause, a full. Yeah. Because Kukorella. Okay, he's off. Yeah, he's off. Oh. Oba. <laughs> Should have still finished that, though. <laughs> Yo, that goalie slowed him down, eh? Yeah. Should have just dived. All right. So to everyone listening, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, David has a uh, has a a thing to attend real quick, quick. So if this feels like an abrupt pause or uh, something's missing from this episode, is because something important came up for David, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. David's done with his business right now. We're oh, okay. Yeah. Now when we start recording, they hide the time. Okay, we're at the 69th minute. Of the second half, not much has happened besides almost chances on both sides. 
And uh, uh, yeah, did I miss anything? Nah, I mean like uh, Udegaard was subbed off for Pepe. Really? Yeah. So there's that on this at the 63rd minute, so like five minutes ago or six minutes oh. ago. I'm not sure why. What's behind that thought? Yeah, maybe because Udegaard has. I mean, maybe because Pepe has a little more pace than Udegaard. I or I don't know. Um, I can't. I can't. I don't. I can't see the logic behind that. I think just more of a counter counter presence, like counter, yeah, counter attacking minded. Because like what it's what it seems like so far is Arsenal kind of struggled to outpass around Brighton. Mm. So maybe playing more directly might help. Like run behind their de- defense. Yeah. So they're <laughs> committing so high. Yeah, that's it. And uh, Brighton looks very comfortable, and it, I think it also stopped raining, so it makes the level makes uh, the game a little more even right now. Do you remember like the worst weather you've ever played in? I think definitely one of the playoff games. Yeah. In, like late October. Oh my god! Yeah. Did it start snowing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah, um, we had like eleven people show up. Oh my god, no subs, no subs. Oh man, that's the worst. Oh, like a Z for uh, Obama Yang. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I think the worst was it wasn't it wasn't a thunder shower, but it was just raining so intensely. Yeah, and uh, I remember going back home, and just uh, I just felt like a shower was almost unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> it was like really unnecessary. I was like, I'm, I'm soaking wet. I felt like I've just cleaned myself yeah. off. But the most, I think for me, the most random was I was playing in this uh, seven aside league and it was only the beginning of the season and it was like late May and it started snowing in May. And I, late and, May. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's like, it. yeah, <laughs> it was, it was really wild. Cause like, it wasn't like snowing and melting. It was snowing and the snow was like kind of staying on the ground. I'm like, this is mad. I'm like, this is, this is wild. Mm. And no one was no one was like dressed. I mean, it was cold, but it was like some people were still wearing shorts and like they didn't, you know, in their short sleeve shirts. Pretty. And I remember just thinking to myself, I was like, "This is this is kind of wild." Yeah, I mean, the summer leagues are fun. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. but I kind of like playing in bad weather too. Yeah, it's it, it just it adds a different atmosphere. But yeah. the the one thing I hate the most is that it rains and then it stops raining in the middle of the match and all the mosquitoes come out. Mm, that to me. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oi. Yeah. Oi, nice Ramsdale. <laughs> nice Ramsdale. I gotta say, I like him. Just from the scheme alone, he didn't do too many saves, but the mm-hmm. saves he did, the, he he's committed to, that he committed to were key. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Leno would have like half gone for that and like lost out mm. that battle. But <laughs> oh. did you see Ramsdale just like throw his like... He throw himself in there. Yeah. If you had to choose between Loris Karius and Bert Leno, who would you go with? What question is that? <laughs> <laughs> if, um, I'll say Leno. Leno? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to Karius at that game. I, I, I feel really bad. like Because that season, he was really good. He was really solid mm-hmm. and convincing that season. It was just that game where his career changed. I think, yeah. Is he? Isn't he uh, still at Liverpool? Uh, Not even out on loan. No, yeah, he's a. I think he's like a third choice goalkeeper. Wow, yo, it's, that tackle's rough. That's yeah, that was hard. No, I. He no, actually, he might be on loan. Uh, I know he was no, on he's, loan. He's still there. Oh, he's still there. Okay, yeah, he's back. Fucking Mope, right? <laughs> How many? Oh, 
caught his Achilles. And it was like a two-footed tackle. Dangerous. Okay, Mope, man. Like, but that's a that's a forwards tackle when you think about it. Yeah, he's the guy that like hurt uh, Leno last season. Oh, is him too? Him a, gave him my ACL injury. Oh my god! Because he like pushed him when uh, Leno was like landing. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. From a catch, and Mope just like charged charged at him, and mm. Leno's knees twisted or knee twisted. Do nice you know turn, Rocco. Nice turn. Oh, close. oh man. Okay, that, that was good from party. Oh, it looked Sambi, Lokonga. Oh, do you know Belgium? Nice. Okay, maybe this is a player that okay, well, Arsenal doesn't need him, but I think any That's club a hot pass, yeah. Oh, oh, he's in. Here we are. Here we are. There we go. Oh, oh no, bad decision. Bad decision. He should. Oh, but such a great play. Should have took it inside, not outside. Yeah. Well, Great counter. Passing to Pepe was you not like that first touch should have been inside towards yeah. towards Saka. Now he's too late to play it inside. Was that Saka or Pepe? That was Saka on okay. the left. Wait, they're calling for a handball. No, they're not getting it. Okay. This Cucurella guy, man. No foul, no chance. Mm. No chance, bro. Not a handball. Yeah, but oh, so besides Arsenal being a team that you like to watch, was there something else about Arsenal that attracted you to them? Mm. Like as you're studying, I mean, study, but like when you're learning more about them, looking them up on like Wikipedia or whatever. Yeah, I think um, just really like watching how they play. Because mm-hmm. I played soccer like since like grade five, right? Right. So like I was always like playing it myself and I was like, playing center mid too so um like i felt like i like watched for you know almost like watch for something else sort of sort of thing in the game yeah like i i want i like to watch like all the movements like all the passes that are like heading like right in different directions like and you know, arsenal had a lot of that it's like oh. the pass and move and the yeah one touch passes know, one and touch stuff passes like just now too mm-hmm. that's crazy Oh, you cut inside, man! Please, <laughs> um, oh, so brainless. That's the thing about Pepe, man. Like, no creativity. I, I was like, okay, I was like to uh, to my friend again, and he was uh, for for the season, and I were talking about how he the difference between because he played like uh, he used to play for his high school in in Kenya, yeah. And, yeah, he was playing Kenya for his high school and he went to like, you know, the guy like, anyway, so he, when he came to Montreal, he played for like, uh, I think a triple A team mm-hmm. and he didn't get a lot of game time, but he noticed that there was a slight, di- there was a, he noticed there was like a very nuanced difference as to the way he played back in Africa compared to here. Right. And he was saying like, here, all my teammates are used to structure where everyone knows what they're supposed to do, the roles right. and it's very specific. Whereas like back home, it was like, there was a freedom, you know, there was a freedom the way you played and there wasn't so much structure. Yeah. And, um, do you, do you, do you see yourself like when you were playing soccer, were you always in a very structured environment always? Cause I think you, you, did you play for the provincial team yeah, or I did. you did? Right. Um, so, yeah. so you must've been used to that, those kind of structures that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I feel like that depends on the, on the coach too, but, right. uh, they like emphasize a lot of like defensive responsibilities here i feel like okay like backtracking stuff like that yeah like backtracking and and like 
you know, always helping out your defense. Right. I think going forward, like, you know, we didn't have like too many pattern plays. Right. But we like used to practice a couple patterns. Okay. Um, but that also is like very structured. I feel like, so I guess it is more structured. Yeah. Cause like, do you, was... do you remember like us like doing pattern works and stuff like that? No, I think it was more, it was more free flowing, you know? I just remember yeah. being, a, I think it was more free flowing, which was nice because it, it allowed, especially with someone like me, to be a little more creative when going forward. Yeah. The only thing that, the only kind of structure that I want, well, that I was always looking for is that I need to understand what kind of runs you'd make or what you would do or where you'd yeah. find yourself, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes like, if, let's say I'm running forward and the, and let's say the center forward or the striker doesn't keep up with me or it doesn't make the runs I anticipate him, like let's mm -hmm. say attack the box or like yeah. do an overlapping run. If they don't do that, then I'm like, okay, well, like I'm going to pass to no one. I have no options. Okay. And I can't, yeah. you know, I just ran, like I just sprinted 30 yards. I, I don't know if I could dribble past another three or four guys. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, because it was like when I, because a lot of my soccer was playing pickup soccer, right? So it's yeah. all, it's all creativity. It's all, right, right. you know, thinking on the go. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember as soon as I got into a structured environment, I didn't do, I didn't do too well. Cause I didn't really, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I like this Ramsdale guy. I really like him. Ooh. But yeah, like as soon as I got to a structured environment, like I played, I remember playing for the double a team from my local yeah. club. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of other reasons why I, I didn't play well. Like I, I didn't have a lot of confidence cause I wasn't used to that environment. And also I didn't entirely get along with my teammates. I was yeah. like the new guy, but a lot of it is that I knew I could have won them over if I was a little more confident, but Right. I was also constantly played out of position because the, the coach would always put me center mid. And I center was like, mid. yeah, <laughs> you know, and he, and I, was, I always told him, I was like, listen, I appreciate that you trust me playing this position, but I don't trust myself to play here, you know? <laughs> and um, he's like, no, no, he, he was nice. Like, I like him. I still talk to him today, but he was like, he's like my friend's older brother. And he was saying like, no, like, you know what? Out of all the players we have here, I know that I could put you in any position and I trust you to do a decent job at it. And I'm like, right. I like that compliment. Well, he, he liked you then. Yeah, he liked me. Better. Ooh. Wait, is that? Oh, yeah, it's the yellow. It's the yellow part. Let me see that tackle again. Yeah, late tackle. I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Again, like, I, I appreciate that. But the problem is that my teammates don't trust me to play here. No. You know, like, this guy plays center mid. He's been playing, like, it was like, we're playing like a 4 2 3 1. Yeah. And I wasn't even playing the number 10. I was playing like the two holding midfielders. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, and he was, uh, and my the other teammate, he's a great center mid, and I, yeah. I do remember. You see you? I don't to put you in a holding midfielder position. I don't know. He just said, "I trust you. I think you're reliable, and I know you know what you're gonna do. Like, I trust you enough to for you to understand Ooh, that." Close. He, yeah. Yeah, that was good. He was pretty much just saying, "Like, I trust you enough to I could put you in any position, and I know you'll do well, and you'll be reliable." And right. I was like. Like I guess like James Milner type I guess James Milner yeah because he he started out winger that's it and he could play center mid right back left back any of the midfield positions he could do it well you know mm -hmm. and oh no there you go okay Smith Rowe almost lost it but then he uh, compensates but yeah like I, I I would always play there but I always told him I was like I, I don't I don't want to play here like the main reason why was that not only did I not entirely trust myself but my teammates don't trust me to play here mm -hmm. and then I think. I was only like recently that I really understand is that these guys have been playing their positions for their entire lives. No, hundred percent. Like I remember playing in the Korean league, I would play right back. They started yeah. me out as right back and then yeah. I made my way up to right mid, then the left mid and then to left wing. And then sometimes not, I'll I feel like I started putting you like more 
attacking yeah sense because yeah, like i knew like i want to play forward and everyone on the team was like i knew i had the skills to play that position yeah and definitely going left wing i i mean i was scoring so many goals i think that was like one of my yeah. per- personally speaking one of my better one of my best seasons yeah it was fun that was a fun time with simpler us. simpler time with us yeah yeah that was fun it was a lot of fun Okay, Sambi is really good today. Yeah, he's killing it. He's uh whatever whatever mistake party makes, he he fixes it. There we go. He's like his his read of the game is crazy too. He's Belgian, right? Yeah. Do you think Belgium's screwed for the future? Because <laughs> this generation has not been um they haven't won anything. No, because and and this was their like best generation in like ever. Ever. Like, where do you think it went wrong? Is it um, the pressure or was it just they didn't have the right defenders to match with that forward talent? No, I think it's the manager. I think it's the coach. Mm-hmm. And who would... Coaching for Wigan and <laughs> Wigan bringing Belgium to the World Cup. Yeah. You know, he has to coach like Real Madrid players, Man City players. Yeah, big egos. Big egos. And he was coaching for Wigan <laughs> and Everton at best. Yeah. But even then, he got sacked there. So, yeah, I don't. Okay. Nice. Nice. Like covering the middle. Yeah. You didn't give him any angles. So, so, so... Really good. They're really good. But so far, it's been a really balanced game. Still nil nil. I, I, Gabriel. I really want to. I just want to see a banger from, from, from Granite Xhaka. Bring him on. <laughs> He's out for three months, bro. <laughs> It's, I feel like ever since he scored that like crazy goal from 30 yards out, everybody just expects him to do it at all the time. Oh my God, he took yeah. it in the face. And he's still up. Oof, beast. Yeah. Nice, Tomiyasu. Oh, oh my God. Yo, Ramsdale is very impressive. Ooh, Ramsey. You see what I'm oh. saying? So impressive. <sighs> oh my God. Yo, dude, that's... Oh, what a save. What a save. March... Crosses the ball into the center. Ramope oh. could have just tapped it in, but Ramsdale just jumps out like Superman and you know punches it out or slaps it out. Oh, this guy's really impressive. Leno's yeah. unemployed. That's Leno's for sure unemployed. Oh my god! This is. Was there any other team in other leagues that you would have been uh, more of a fan of? Because I feel like most Korean players are Premier League fans, mainly because of Park Ji Sung and now with Son Min. I uh, follow Real Madrid in the Champions League. Yeah, in Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun to watch. I mean, they lost to Sheriff, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Even their name, FC Sheriff. I really thought, Sheriff. like for a moment, I really thought I was like, oh, this is like like ex-cops or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sambi. What's Pepe done since coming on? Nothing. Yeah, I think we have to sell him. Mm. That's the, like literally the first thing I do like when I play Arsenal. Manager mode. Manager mode. <laughs> is to sell Pepe. Oh, oh, nice touch, Partey. Oh, he might have done something very good. Oh, okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Ooh. Wait, what do you see? Because I think I'm ahead of you. VAR. Yeah, 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 yeah. VAR. Smith throw in the box. That looks like. Uh, is that a penalty? It's kind of soft. Yeah, I think he was looking for it. Smith was looking for it. Okay, that the one good thing that Pepe has done so far. That really smart pass. Could have been given. I don't know. Came across too strong. I feel oh like. no, Saka's on the ground. Yeah, 
no that's not good so yeah but like besides champions league is there any other like uh, leagues you'd watch if you had to choose oh actually i uh follow the korean league too oh do you actually k league yeah is there a team in the k league you support or neutral um well i just watch their highlights on youtube ah, okay, okay. Um, but i like, keep up with all the highlights i remember um back in the korean league we had two brothers who used mm. to be in the youth academy for paul hank steelers oh yeah and I remember watching them play. I was like, "Shit, the well, Inter- is, is not doing very well right now." No, but I remember back in those days, they were like, they were. Well, I, the youth they, is like known to be like the youth. Oh, like, like the West Ham. Yeah. Like I remember playing with them, and I, and I was like, "Yo, you guys are really good." And then mm-hmm. someone told me, "He's like, yeah, they were in a professional youth academy." I was like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, no shit. <laughs> no shit, yeah." They would they would obviously take all the corner kicks. They would take all the free kicks, and I was like, "This is insane." I think I'd be happy with a clean sheet. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, yeah. Concerning what I've seen, Brighton's really good this season, and also Arsenal weren't horrible. No. Like uh, like you said at the beginning, they're like just they're just missing a really good striker to like bring it all together, yeah. and a solid holding mid. Nice zombie. Yeah, this Cucurella guy, man. He's uh, he's my MVP. <gasps> Del 12, I Ben White. Okay, Pepe. Oh, foot. Okay, what are you fucking doing, honestly? My. No. Okay, Pepe needs to go. He's putting <laughs> everybody in danger. Like, I don't know. I... Minute, like, he receives the ball, cuts back, and then, like, tries to freaking, like, drag and whatever he was trying to do like he's trying to dribble out of your own zone it's like come on man like be a little be a little safer than that yeah i'm okay i'm starting to understand now i'm watching him play right now these small little moments i'm starting to understand that's the thing like they they like accumulate in the game and then it just like snowballs to you know he might have like lost out to like one of their defenders but like Mm. like this already is is like a snowball and then like what's this gonna lead to yeah okay i see yeah good point um it's a free kick for brighton about 45 yards like out. before this like Ooh. starting 11 we had too many of those uh, moments and players that just kind of like if then if you were to get rid of pepe who would you uh sign to replace him mm, well Saka on the right is definitely going to be first choice right or like a reliable backup and so Unless it's, you know, a wing forward that can score. I keep saying, like, a wing forward that scores, like, 20-plus goals. Mm. But you need a player like that in your team these days. Mm. Um, Like, Son is a prime example. Like, he's, like, the the guy that, like, took Tottenham to the next level for sure. Like, I don't think it's – I don't think it's Harry Kane even. Like, I think it's just Son. Because, like – He's the only player on that Tottenham side who could play left mid. I mean, on the left, on the right, he could play striker because yeah. he's gonna be dexterous, good in the air, mm-hmm. great dribbler, good speed. He's just the greatest player on the planet. Like he's just, well, he uh, is. Like he's he's like he with his left outside the box, shoot with his right. He's ridiculously good. Like he he's finished one on ones. That's it. If anything, that Burnley goal, like when he yeah. dribbles past the entire team, I was like, mm-hmm. that should tell you enough about what kind of guy mm-hmm. he is. 
and he doesn't want to get married because it'll distract him from football. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. What a dad. <laughs> I feel like his dad's abusive, to be yeah. honest. No. <laughs> like old school Korean dads. Like yeah, every- Pepe, oh, fuck. It's like he like just watching him play like right now is like frustrating me so much. <laughs> this is good for a podcast. All he's trying to do is like it's like dribble keep the ball away from the opponent like for the sake of what like i don't understand like he's doing all these little tricks yeah but like what it's... are you trying to get out of that like mm. that's just his style though Ugh. and we we didn't think he'd be like this like we thought he was always like a good finisher and and, and, like, and arsenal like, overpaid like, for him too bro 70 million like <laughs> you could have got gareth bale even with half his oh my god oh that sucks Oh, come on. <laughs> when there was a promising counterattack and he had to call the game. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm pretty okay with this result. But you know what? It was um, too bad there was no goal. However, uh, I'm convinced with Ramsdale. He looks mm-hmm. really good today. Tommy Yasu didn't have a great game. No. Cucurella gave him a hard time. Cucurella was... I'm going to remember that name. He was really good today. Who else was impressed? I mean, Smith Rowe and Saka were just incredible. Obamiang yeah. should have finished that one opportunity. Yeah, even though he was offside. Udegaard, I mean, was was he present today? Did you feel like he was present or? Udegaard. Yeah, like he, you know, he was good. I but he wasn't like the most noticeable player. Yeah, but I think the whole reason why uh, why he got taken off was because Brighton was like going sideways too much. Yeah. So, like, defensively, like, we needed a fresh leg to, like, to help defend on the wings. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, yeah, I, I'm okay with this result. All right. So, before we go, I got to yeah. – I always ask everyone this. Is um, is Tottenham, besides – minus this season, is Tottenham a bigger, glo- bigger club than Arsenal right now? I, I would have I said so a couple seasons back when they got to the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. But ever since, like, they... It was, like, a slow been, downhill. It, like, not even, like, you know, they finished, what, like, seventh last season? They finished seventh last season? They finished seventh. This season, they're, like, you know, whatever, struggling. So, yeah. I think it might have been just that one season they just, you know... Yeah. Managed to, like... I think that was their peak, that one season. Like, yeah. finishing, like, third or something and Champions League final... Feel like that's their peak and you know if they were to they were to keep that up for like three four seasons with like kane and son and everything everybody yeah. i would say they're like bigger than arsenal right now but mm. it's like that one season like one season wonder sort of thing like yeah no nah, I, I don't think they're bigger than arsenal right now <laughs> But yeah, like obviously on your bucket list is go to Emirates and watch an Arsenal game. 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I remember I tr- when I was going to London, I was looking for Arsenal tickets yeah. and they were super hard to come by. But also I was kind of checking it no. like two weeks prior, three weeks prior. So yeah. it was a little last minute. But um, if you're willing to pay an arm and a leg for it, you could definitely get one. Right. But I went to a West Ham game and that was just another thing. That was I was like, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. West actually. Ham versus who? West Brom. West Ham versus West Brom. And it was a 2-2 draw. Did you go to their new stadium? Yeah, it was the first season at a new stadium. 
Right. And I remember walking. I remember everything. I remember walking towards the stadium, thinking, "I'm going to a Premier League game." Holy shit! I was like so excited, and, and I was by myself, and I was, and I happened to be wearing a burgundy jacket, so I was like, "Oh man, I'm blending in." And um, <laughs> and uh, and I remember uh, I was like, "Okay, I'll get a beer, and I'm gonna go sit down and watch some warm up and drink this beer." And by the time the game starts, I'll be like at a good buzz or something. And I was about to walk in the stadium with the beard. They're like, the security guard stops me. He's like, you can't bring that in here. And I was like, oh, shit, right. That's the rules, apparently, in England. You can't drink inside the stadium. Really? Like, you could drink, like, in the concession stands, like, out, like not on the grounds, but in the concession stands and whatnot. Really? So I took this beer. I'm drinking it. And I realized that I missed the warm-up. And the players are, like, about to come out. And I, oh. I didn't want to miss a moment. I didn't want to miss them singing the stupid bubble song, you know, right. the, the, the blowing bubble song. And I chugged this beer. I walk in and it was like a tunnel. And then I walk in and I just see the stadium open up and I see all these like East London white people, like these all these white people staring mm-hmm. at me. And I'm just like, are they going to like racially abuse me right now? <laughs> like that's always been my experience. West Ham's known for their like uh, hooligan. That's the thing. Well, right. But their their ultras or whatnot were on the other side. I was with more older people, middle middle aged people, and they were super nice, really kind. And they were just asking me, like, you know, they knew I was a tourist, so they're like, "What are you doing here?" Not because they don't want me there, yeah. but it was just like we don't typically it's like by yourself too. Yeah, they're like we don't typically get get tourists by themselves, and they you know they start chatting me up. They're like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "I'm from Canada." They're like, "Oh, oh my god, we love Canadians." I'm like, "I hope so." Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was a fun experience. And what to me was the most fun was seeing the disappointment of conceding a last minute goal. And like, just like all the British vulgarity comes out. And I was oh, like, this is yeah. so funny. I was like, this is, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, oh, I fucking shit. And you know, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What's that shit? Best thing to watch if you're not their fan. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was so much fun. But I can only imagine Arsenal. Like, imagine you walk out and you see Arsenal fan TV in the corner. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll come on. Oh yeah, actually, okay. Well, before we go, how do you feel about Arsenal fan TV? I, I, I don't mind it. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And and their like their more recent stuff is like they're trying to balance out like the more like mm. you know more like reasonable people with like you know people that like just like bluntly show their emotions. Right. So I think they're like pretty well balanced right now. Okay, but what about the the peak of like Wenger out and all that stuff? Uh, you know, I I can understand like them being a YouTube channel, right? Like you have to stand oh, out and like you have to bring out content. Um, right. So I feel like it was like inevitable for them to mm. grow in that sense. But you know, fan behavior, like I don't know, they I agree with you know. You know, when, when somebody says that, like, Arsenal, AFTV, like, made a mockery of the team sort of thing. Right. Like, made Arsenal into a meme that's, <laughs> like, become right now. I feel yeah. like they, like, started it off. So, I agree with that. Okay. I don't necessarily hate what they're doing. No. I mean, it's an aspect, right? It's an aspect yeah. of football culture, I yeah. guess. But anyway, David, thanks for coming on. Hey, man, uh, no this was uh, this was new to me watching a game while talking. Uh, mm. For all those listening, this is literally what it's like to watch a game with a friend who likes the game. You know, who was a fan. Yeah, but today, like you know, I don't know if it's if it's the you know, like I couldn't really get into the game. Oh yeah, is it um, is it because of the of this aspect, or was it because of no, the game itself? I think just the game itself too. Like was just kind of like you know, they weren't really. 
Yeah, maybe against like maybe like a, a bigger game. It'll be bigger a different game, maybe at home. Yeah, different different vibe. Um, yeah, maybe without like having edibles the day before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I sounded like I was half asleep. All the time. <laughs> It's fine, but I, I, but it's good that you preface the, you preface the top of the show saying that yeah. I took edibles last night, so it already set the yeah. tone for your mindset. <laughs> you're hungover and you had edibles, so you're like weed hungover yeah. and drunk hungover. Jeez, that's <laughs> fine. All right. So again, David, thanks for coming on. This was fun. Thanks uh, for having me. It was actually good catching up with you and watching a game with you again. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So to everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for being the audience. And don't forget to subscribe and follow to Soccer Pilgrim on Spotify. You can follow my Instagram at the Soccer Pilgrim, the Soccer Pilgrim. And uh, I'll catch you on the next episode from Montreal, the Soccer Pilgrim. Thank you. Mm-hmm.